Hello, and welcome to another edition of the Physicians Helping Physicians podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Michelle Mudge Riley. I'm a physician who changed careers back in the early 2000s, and I found it very difficult. I then made it my mission to help others struggling with a transition after I'd figured out my own career change. We have a really exciting guest today. Dara Lifschutz is going to talk about her career and background. She is a physician and she has, well, I'll let her go ahead and explain it. Hi. Hi, how are you? Good. I know our guests are so excited to hear about you because you are doing something much different than many physicians do or people might think that physicians would do when they become doctors. Talk to us about that. But wait, first talk about your background. Okay, so um, I am a breast radiologist and I'm from Woodman, New York. I um, went to you know, medical school, I decided on, actually, I was going to do pediatrics, but in the middle of medical, medical school, I decided to um, switch to radiology um, for various reasons we could talk about. But um, to make it brief, I did a breast radiology, uh, radiology residency, and then um, decided to go for breast imaging because I really did like the patient contact. And I like working with my hands. Um, and there are a lot of biopsies and other kinds of procedures, you know, needle localizations. And so I decided that was the right route for me, and I did a fellowship in women's imaging, which was also, you know, had body imaging, it was half body imaging with uh, pelvic MRI and, um, you know, abdominal pelvic CT and breast imaging. And um, as an attending, I switched over to breast imaging because it was more simple. And I also, because of my side gig interest, I needed to cut my hours and decided to go full on breast imaging. And um, that was a good decision for me. Oh, and, yeah. Um, so as far as my side gig, um, so that's my uh, medicine background. My side gig is acting. And I got into that in about 2009. Um, I don't know if you want me to start with how I, you know, how I ended up there. And yeah, yeah, go for it. In it but, yeah. Okay. So this is really strange. But, you know, as um, a high school student, I... I had always done the arts. It was music. I was in the band, orchestra, chorus, um, choir. In college, I was in an acapella group. Um, I was in more arts-related clubs and extracurricular activities than science. <laughs> and um, in medical school, I sort of let that fall to the side because it was so busy. You know, I was in one little orchestra in medical school, and that was maybe a few months. It just it, I was way too busy, especially during residency, to do anything arts-related. And while I was in attending, I was actually working with a life coach and she said, you need to do something creative. And I said, oh, okay, fine. Um, you know, I play the flute and there were very few opportunities to be in an orchestra because they're very competitive. And I decided to take an improv comedy course. And it was a lot of fun. Um, actually, my job was so busy that I couldn't get off to do the final performance, but it's fine, you know, whatever. Um, so shortly after that, I met a... Um, uh, a neighbor, okay, I, I live in Woodmere, New York. Okay, it's a very small town. I happen to be, um, you know, it's in Long Island. I happen to be on vacation in Scottsdale, Arizona. And a neighbor from Woodmere was in the same hotel in the same gym. <laughs> and, you know, he looked familiar. And we started talking because we were the only two people there. And he started talking about this theater group that he is very involved in. And he's an optometrist. That's his day job. 
and um, he, you know, loves doing both acting and, you know, um, optometry. And he suggested that I come down and audition for one of his upcoming plays. And um, I did, I got the role and that was pretty much the end of that. That was around 2010. And I just started doing more and more and more community theater. Um, it was the first play I'd ever did was a straight play. And then I started doing musicals and with the musicals came voice lessons. And I just started doing it more and more and realizing that I really, I really like this. I like this better than, you know, being in the office, even though, you know, breast imaging is meaningful and, you know, it's stimulating. I just loved the creative arts and I just found myself wanting to do more of it. Wow. How serendipitous that you were not even in New York. You were in Arizona of all places, you know, thousands Mm -hmm. of miles away. And you're in a hotel Mm -hmm. with another doctor from the same area who also does acting, which is somewhat unusual, it seems. Wow. I think it sounds like you're meant to be doing this and and you're good at it too. Talk about kind of how many roles you've had and and what you're thinking for the future with it. Gosh, thank you. So, um, yeah, and I forgot to mention about the, you know, the, the time, like the turning point at which I decided to take this to the next level. So I have been doing community theater for about seven years at that point. And I started with you know, smaller roles or like a featured role. And then I started getting leads. Like I've played Domina and Funny Thing Happened on the Way to the Forum, Golda and Siblo on the Roof, um, Aldonza and Man of La Mancha. You know, those, you know, were really intense. And, um, you know, at one point somebody asked me, so where are you going to school? I said, it was a kid that I was, you know, doing um, a musical with. Like it was a teenage repertory theater, but they had adults, you know, uh, for the older kids to simulate a more, you know, um, I guess a more mainstream kind of cast. Um, and we were doing the 25th annual Putnam County Spelling Bee and I was playing Rona. And she said, where are you going? Where are you going next? Like, where? I said, I'm not going anywhere. I, this, is, this is just for fun. She goes, well, you should. <laughs> and, you know, teenagers have the best advice. I was like, you know, you're right. She's adorable. You know, and she's really talented herself. Like all, all these kids, this was, this was a group that had a lot of kids that were going into theater as their next step. They were going to college. And I was flattered that she thought I was younger than I was at the time. And so I said, you know, um, let, me, let me think about this. And there was this audition that happens every year called Theater Resources Unlimited, true, TRU. Um, <clears throat> and I'd never, you know, I was always too busy or I had a conference to go to. And one year I just decided to go for it. And that enti- and, and, and entailed my creating a headshot and resume. Now, I had no idea how to do anything except a CV. And anything that was professional photographer was, you know, for work, like we get in our white coat, you know, stand behind the screen, smile, and that was that. This was a completely different ballgame. Mm-hmm. So um, that, you know, took, um, you know, a few weeks of intense, like, you know, getting all my stuff together, looking at all the roles, getting advice, going to mentors. Like there was this true has, um, you know, an actor career uh, type of seminar where you can meet and greet, you know, different coaches and you know, advisors. And, you know, so I signed myself up for a few of those sessions and at the end ended up with a great headshot and resume Um, and did the audition in front of 64 auditors. I was extremely nervous. Wow. (laughs) Um, And I had, yeah. So we had to do, we had two minutes to do both a monologue and a song. If we were doing the, you know, the singing auditions, you could, you could have just done, um, you know, the straight acting and do two monologues, but, um, 
I did the monologue and the song and um, waited and got some calls. Um, and about a few months later, I went to a different um, type of session where there were three agents um, in the group and I ended up getting my first freelance commercial agent. Um, I took a commercial class and um, really enjoyed that. And ever since then, I've actually been doing some more, you know, professional level kinds of things. I did an off-Broadway show, 12 Angry Women, um, which is an offshoot of 12, 12 Angry Men, except it's all women. It's a totally different script. Anyway, if I'm rambling, just cut me off. <laughs> this is amazing. But, um, no, I, I'm fascinated yeah. hearing this. I mean, I have a feeling we're going to see <laughs> you on TV. I'm going to be at the gym running on the treadmill. <laughs> And I'm going to look up and it's going to be you talking about something in some commercial. I mean, what, what are your aspirations? Are you looking Come to stay on. on Broadway? Are you wanting to do more film? What are you hoping for? So my goal, it's interesting to ask that because I love Broadway. I love theater. Um, the only thing about that is that um, I am Sabbath observant and I don't work on Friday night or Saturdays and Broadway shows all have shows consistently on Friday night, Saturday, you know, Saturday evening. And, um, while I love it, I think there's, um, more of an opportunity for me in film and TV. And I love the film, you know, the camera medium. I just have to learn a little more about how to, you know, you have to scale yourself back for acting in front of a camera. It's very, you know, it's a very different kind of technique. Mm -hmm. So my goal is to take an on-camera acting class and I've done the commercial work, so I want to focus more on commercials and film and TV for, you know, um, possible work related because, you know, yeah, it takes a little while to build up the income. And I'd, I'd love to replace um, my radiology job with the acting in the future. And as far as doing theater acting, um, I would probably still stick with community theater. There's some really great groups out here. Um, so that's my goal right now. And yeah. uh, my other goal is to get an agent, like to sign with an agent for film and TV, because with an agent, you get better jobs. And then at that point, um, I would consider, you know, applying for one of the unions, so either SAG-AFTRA or um, Actors Equity. And I'm not in the place to do that yet because I don't have enough professional experience. So this is, I am right in the middle of that transition, um, mm. which is very exciting. But um, it's, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm thinking that my goal for this, like maybe a year or five years in advance would be to get some regular roles on um, film and TV. And it's, um, you know, you can't really put a timeline on it because a lot of it is chance and it's who you meet. And, you know, so that's why I'm doing locum tenant, um, you know, right now to um, well, what they call a survival job, <laughs> but it's my day job, <laughs> my uh, traditional, my traditional, my traditional job. Yeah. So I, well, and I was going to ask how you balanced your day job with your side gig, but it sounds like you kind of figured that out. How did you eventually move into that? Because I think you were working full time for a while, right? For a hospital? Yeah. So actually, um, I was working full time and then I cut my hours to part time um, just for me, um, you know, because we were putting in very long hours and um, I ended up taking a job that was a four day a week job paying a full-time salary. It was a really nice um, situation. So I took that job and it was semi, you know, actually I ended up going down to three days, you know, cause I wanted more time with my family and I had other interests at that point too. I was learning a lot about holistic medicine and hypnosis and um, I just wanted more time for myself. And the locum switch happened in 2016 um, mm -hmm. because I was, 
getting calls from hospitals that needed locum coverage. And I really wanted to make the jump. And in a couple of seconds, I'll get to how um, I've been able to, or been having a little bit of a challenge balancing the locums with auditions, because um, that is the biggest challenge, is mm. that the scheduling. Uh, I'll tell you why in a couple of minutes, but yeah. um, they were there were so many locum needs and I was so ready to jump, but I was scared because I could take a four month locum job, but I didn't know what was coming next. What if I had nothing? Right. Um, so I kept getting, so it was one call I got from Portland, Oregon. I turned it down. Another call um, I got from a local practice, turned that down. It was a maternity leave card coverage, um, you know, coverage gig. And then finally in December, I got another call from another local gig. I mean, this is like three locum calls in a matter of six months. Mm -hmm. And I said, you know, there's work out there. I have to do this. And the, the, the final call that made me make the switch was literally 10 minutes from my house. Wow. And it was with people that I'd already worked with. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I was like, all right, this is my sign to jump. I'm going to do this. I am jumping out of permanent radiology, you know, work. But you know what? I can always go back. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I still have my license. You can always go back to a permanent job after going locum. There's absolutely mm -hmm. no reason why you can't. It's, if you leave clinical medicine, it's hard to get back because you have to keep your licensure. Um, but with locums, I ended up getting so many licenses that, yeah. <laughs> you know, because I, I work in different states. Um, and it's actually easy to do. It's just a lot of paperwork, background checks, um, money. And that's, this is a, getting into the locum side. Um, there mm -hmm. are advantages to working with an agency and working on your own. But um, anyway, sorry, in 2016, I made that switch and um, did that first job. It lasted four months. And then I got the second, you know, gig which was my first out-of-state gig in Indiana. Mm -hmm. So it just seemed that, you know, and I'd, I'd done this for about um, two years and realized I was getting pretty consistent work. The challenge with doing acting is that um, you have to be, um, they're very, very last minute. Okay, so when you book a locums get a gig or a shift, mm -hmm. they, they want you booked out, you know, a month, two months, three months in advance. Acting gigs are booked at the very last minute. Mm -hmm. So often it's the next day or that day you'll get a call mm -hmm. from an agent or a casting director saying, hey, can you come in? Can you be in the city at, at one o'clock? And mm -hmm. if you're at a hospital shift, you can't do that. Right. Um, you can with, very, with a lot of negative repercussions. Um, so, you know, I have been, um, you know, agents find that frustrating because they want to be, be able to rely on you being reliable and flexible. Mm -hmm. And medicine is not. So, um, you know, I've, I've been, you know, told, oh, just quit your job. I said, well, that's, that's great. Um, <laughs> I, you know, I could go and bartend or walk dogs for a living and people, people do that, but I'm not, I'm just not in a place in my life where I can do that. Then, um, a couple of months ago, I got a text from a former, um, colleague that had a need for, um, you know, a per diem person doing breast biopsies one day a week, mm -hmm. you know, possibly growing to more possibly doing half days. And I said to myself, if I could do half days in the afternoon, I could go to auditions in the morning. Mm -hmm. So that is in the works. Um, right now I'm still doing the pretty much week on week off locum gigs and the weeks that I'm off, I really focus on getting those auditions. You know, mm -hmm. so the week before um, I know that I'm going to be in New York, I'll go on the, the websites. So casting networks and actors access are my two main, um, you know, two main sites that I go onto for job postings. And mm -hmm. that's what any acting agent will recommend is to be on those two websites. Um, I will go on those sites and submit like crazy and hope that I'm available the next week. That's sort of the way I'm making it work right now. 
Wow. I've gone on a few auditions in the city. Yeah. Wow. So, so um, just yeah. so that our listeners can know what those resources are, can you say those resources again a little bit more slowly? I know some people are probably furiously trying to write those down. That, gosh, <laughs> I know I talk quickly. I speak quickly. I'm from New York. Um, okay, so those two websites are Actors Access, so that's www.actorsaccess.com, A-C-T-O-R-S-A-C-C-E-S-S.com, mm-hmm. so no mm-hmm. apostrophes, no special figures. Um, and then the other is www.castingnetworks.com, mm-hmm. and the third website that has amazing resources and articles um, is called backstage.com, www.backstage.com. That's where I found out about that giant audition that I went to in front of 64 auditors. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah. So they advertise a lot of castings as well. Um, so I would say those, the two with the job postings and the third one for general, including job postings plus articles and resources and, um, you know, um, I'm just thinking what else they have, um, calendars, forums, um, you know, amazing, um, different kinds of resources and links for people just getting started. Actually, there's a webpage called, um, an article called the best websites for actors just getting started by Rebecca Strasberg. That's right on their website. Mm-hmm. Um, so with those three, I think anybody is pretty much set and they can go from there. Yeah. Wow. Those are great. Thank you. I know that the listeners are going to be really excited about those, especially if they're somewhat interested in doing what you've done. So what do you like best about this career you've created yourself? So, um, you know, first, you know, before I was able to nail down the reason why it was this general feeling of I could, and this is for any side gig that really turns you on. I could just be doing this, you know, all day without stopping. I just love being on a stage, being in front of a camera. But what I realized was um, the fact that when, I, um, when I'm getting into a character, when I am in that world, I am able to be, do, and feel um, what I am not supposed to be, do, and feel as a professional physician. Like you really relate to your patients or your, the people that you know in a way that is so deep. So you are really stepping into somebody else's shoes and you're telling a story. Um, about life and you're part of that story. So when you're in the audience watching a really powerful film or, or, um, you know, or a play, you are moved based on what they're doing up there. So in a way you're facilitating healing in the viewers. And that to me is very meaningful. Wow. I I really love interpersonal connection and, um, you know, I'm able to step out of that quote unquote professional demeanor and get right down in where the action is happening. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I love that. What you said, I could just be doing this all day without stopping. That is, mm-hmm. I, I think the hallmark of finding something that you really could do and you could be doing within the goods and the bads because every job has, you know, ups and downs and goods and bads. There's like 20% of stuff you don't want to do in any job, even a job you really, really love. Um, so I, I just love hearing you say that because it sounds like you found your thing. Um, so, so what are the bad things about this? What's the hard part about this? Uh, okay. Um, the rejection. Let's yeah. start with that. Um, <laughs> do, do not get discouraged by 
you know, rejection because when you go in for an audition, okay, first of all, getting an audition is a good thing. And I was told this at the, at the very beginning, if you're going on an audition every week, that's amazing. You know, so if people ask you, ask you, so when am I going to see you on TV? Are you on TV? Are you on stage? Are you on Broadway yet? And the answer is no. But I got a call back for a commercial and like that, that could be the highlight of your week. So it's that, you know, the inner doesn't always match up with the outer. And, you know, it often takes several auditions before booking something. And as you keep at it, you will get more gigs. So it's just a matter of being patient and not knowing. I mean, in medicine, you go on a job interview, you get the job. Here, it's you get an audition, you go in, you might not get the role. And you might have, you know, you, you took a subway or a train or you drove in in traffic to get there and, you know, you perform for 30 seconds and you leave. But the thing is, an audition is also a chance to perform. You know, think about that. Like you're really doing your craft while you're in there performing for a casting director. And you never know if that casting director might need you for something else. So everything you do um, is an opportunity. But it's the challenge is seeing the opportunity and everything that happens, even though it doesn't result in the exact thing that you might might want at the time. Mm-hmm. So it's a lot of having faith in, you know, having faith in the outcome and the best, you know, highest and best good is, you know, what's down the road for you. Um, so that's number one. Number two is when you're in a show, there's a lot of waiting time, but we're used to that. You know, we as doctors, right, where we wait for lab results, we wait, you know, to see how patients do or you know, we're waiting for patients to come in the offices. So when you're on, on a production or on a stage, you're going to be sitting and there's a lot of downtime. But I, I wouldn't call that a challenge. It's just part of, you know, part of any, um, um, any job you do. Um, and you make use of your downtime. But I think that the absolute hardest part is that uncertainty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can see that. Well, you have given us so much good information about this really unique side gig and the way that you've crafted your career to make it work and still practicing on your own terms. What would you like to leave everyone with? Is, is there a piece of advice or is there something you've learned that you'd like to leave people with? Sure. Um, well, first of all, if anybody has questions, they can reach out to me, um, you know, through Facebook, LinkedIn, um, email. And um, I think the main thing is that if you have something that is pulling you, you know, where you feel that you are absolutely in that locked on state, you know, time passes, you're, you know, without noticing what time, you know, you're, you're just so happy doing what you're doing. There's something in that. And it's probably, you know, an aspect of your calling that you can, you know, pursue or even, you know, earn money at, I I really do believe that you can be happy doing what you love and, um, you know, making that your life path. I love that because it's so easy to want that and so hard to continue putting one foot in front of the other towards those things sometimes because of the rejection and the ups and downs and just sometimes the uniqueness of the career you want to get into or the side gig. And uh, I mean, you have one of the most unique in that it's different. It's so different from what people traditionally think of doctors doing. So I'm so glad you talked to us mm-hmm. today. Thank you so Thank much. You. You're welcome. Thank and you I, so much. And there are roles for doctors. There, I've seen casting results, you know, casting postings, real MDs wanted. So, and I go to auditions and there are doctors there. So there are, you know, this is definitely unusual, but not completely unreasonable. 
it's definitely um, something yeah. that is, uh, you know, definitely a real career option. So uh, don't let anybody tell you you're crazy because people will tell you you're crazy. But um, I am so happy that I found this and I kept getting pushed back to it. Every time I tried to, you know, leave and say this is crazy, another, you know, opportunity would come up. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Have you ever run into that guy again who convinced you to audition? Well, I've done several plays with him and he's made a, a few pairs of my glasses. So yes, <laughs> <laughs> he has a store right on Central Avenue here. So yes, I, his name is Stewie Rob Report. I see him all the time. Yes. <laughs> so cool. Wow. So, all right. Mm-hmm. Well, good. Thank you sure. so much. And everyone listening, thank you so much for joining us. We'll be posting another podcast in uh, another couple of weeks. So we look forward to having you back visiting with us. And if you have ideas for people you'd love to hear from or different sorts of side gigs or careers you'd love to learn about, please send me an email through the contact page. And we're looking forward to meeting you at some point. Bye, everyone.